May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable unto thee, O God, our strength and our deliverer. Amen. Please be seated. I suspect that we all know the commercial or set of commercials. You get a very grainy piece of black and white footage of someone looking very virile and doing something interesting, and you hear the tagline, he trains canaries in the art of falconry. He climbed Mount Erebus in his underwear. And at the end of the statement, you hear, he is the most interesting man in the world. We know the commercial. And, of course, we are amused by it because the individual, whose name is Jonathan Goldsmith, by the way, that is the person who actually stars in the commercial, is shown to be doing these really remarkable things, sometimes to the point of silliness, because of their, shall we say, their, uh, their ability to impress or their ability to make us surprised or to make us disbelieve that any person could do any one particular thing like this. And they appeal to us because we like the idea that this individual is able to do something as remarkable as training canaries in the art of falconry, to the point of silliness. The reason that this is significant is that we like individuals like this person from the commercial because they have a gift that they are using to a very remarkable and unique outcome. And of course, we like this because we would like to think ourselves as having gifts that are unique and having the ability to do something that is remarkable either for ourselves or for the world around us. The problem with having gifts, however, is that we like to believe that it is having the gift itself that is the point. That whether we can train a canary in the art of falconry is itself supposed to be the thing that is remarkable. And we know that to be untrue because, again, we look at someone who has that ability and we think to ourselves, well, what's the point of it? Obviously, that's the silliness in the commercial. But the point for us that I think is vastly more serious is what is it that we use our gifts for? Because in our readings today, what we see is that God gives us gifts that are very specific, and they are very unique to us. The gift that I may have is different than the gift you may have. The gift that I use to do such and such is going to be different than the gift that you use to do thus and such. Why should this matter? Well, what we hear from in, the, in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians is that we are all given these gifts unique to ourselves, but what we know is, is that they are given for, as it says, the common good. And I really think that this is ultimately the point that gets lost in our culture today, that when we think about a gift that we are given, that we lose sight of the fact that the gift itself 
is of little value unless it is used for the common good. So I may have an ability to stand up here and repeat things and be able to say things, but if it does not touch your heart, if it does not guide, if it does not teach, if it doesn't lead, then it's really of very little value. Likewise, if you have the ability to touch another human being in some way, whether it be in your work, whether it be in your, your ministry to them, whether it might just be simply coming up beside someone and talking to them as they are going about their day, unless you use it for that common good, it is of little value. What Jesus tells us in the gospel today, when he is looking over the city of Jerusalem and he weeps, and he says, would that even today you knew the things that make for peace, but now they are hid from your eyes. We can certainly say that he had foreknowledge because he was God, he is God, that he knew that the city of Jerusalem was going to be torn down by the Romans in AD 70, just a few short years after his death and resurrection. But actually what Jesus is saying is something quite a bit more profound. That when he says, that, would you know that, would, would that even today you knew the things that make for peace, what he's talking about is do the people of Jerusalem, and thusly do we, by extension, do we know what makes for peace? Or more specifically, do we know what makes for right living with God? Because what he was seeing with the people of Jerusalem was that they had lost sight of this. And also, as the prophet Jeremiah said, that the people who have lost sight of doing what is right in the sight of God are the ones who are going to be torn down. Jesus also addresses this in looking at the people of Jerusalem who are to be themselves torn down. And the question for us, I think, is do we know what it is that has the potential to tear us down? And I think that the answer comes back to this idea about what our gifts are. That when we look at what we have been given by God, are we truly using it for the purposes that God intended? Seriously, is it something that we do for him and for him alone? I know that's not the case for me. I know that there are times when I can become overly impressed with whatever ability I may have. Someone here might be able to even address that at some point. But the serious point is that when we do not use our gifts for the purposes that God intends, we get off the rails, we get off the track. And when we get off the track, we ourselves are opening ourselves and those around us, we're opening ourselves up to a level of destruction that comes when we do not walk in God's ways. I suspect that each and every one of us has the experience of finding themselves in some place where they realize, oh, I'm not supposed to be here right now. This is not what God intended. The good news of Jesus Christ is that when we find ourselves in those places, we have the ability to stop, to take stock, 
to repent and to say, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Thanks be to God that we have that opportunity. Unlike the people that Jeremiah spoke of, unlike the people of Jerusalem as Jesus wept over them, thank God that we have a God that gives us the opportunity for second chances. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.